everyone welcome to the first ever csm secrets episode with top customer success executives now this is a podcast meant for aspiring customer success managers on how to build and fast track their careers as heard straight from successful leaders in the industry today and to launch my first episode is maranda dekinski and she is the chief customer success officer and interim head of people at swiftly Miranda has over 20 years of experience both working in building world class operations and extensive experience of building and scaling teams in early stage and mid stage startups and has been part of three companies with successful exits one of which happens to be a unicorn now she has multiple honors to her kitty top 50 customer success influencers of 2021 top 25 customer success influencer judge in 2020 top 100 customer success strategist in 2017 and 2018 she sits on numerous boards and is one of and is on the advisory board of the san francisco's customer success and insights mba program now when i sat down with miranda the one major takeaway for me was confidence empathy and extraordinary command over what she set out to do let's find more straight from miranda welcome miranda thank you for joining us on this first ever show of csm secrets with top executives successful women and the top leaders of the csm industry thank you for being on the show today Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Really excited to chat with you. Awesome. And I know that it's the middle of your work week, so uh, I will just uh, jump straight into my questions. All right. So, let's go to the first block. Question, the first question for you, right? We know that you're a chief customer officer and you know you've you've worked your way through the ranks and you're the you're one of the topmost designations in customer success. What would you say is the reason behind your success what qualities and skills helped you grow well first and foremost um i you know i want to thank those that invested in me because it's not that i am unique or special in any way um anyone can hold this position um with the right investment in your skills and the folks around you that care enough to invest in you so i just want to call that out first right so if you're a customer success manager you're out there listening to this know that it is possible for you too to be a, a cco one day if that's what you aspire to do um so i you know a little bit about my history because we didn't dive into that but i have been in a customer facing role now for over 24 years so my journey here wasn't short it's not something that happened miraculously overnight it's been a culmination of many experiences and many opportunities that i've had over the years um and I have been somewhat of a yes person. So when somebody comes in and says, "Hey, does anybody want to learn how to build a training program?" I've always been like, "Yes, me. I'll 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 do that." Uh does anybody want to learn how to do auditing? Sure, I'll learn how to do auditing. Um so that is one skill set that has really served me well in my career. Another skill set that has served me well in my career is uh you know, not being afraid to ask questions. Um sometimes you're sitting in a room and you you feel like you know you should know the answer to things or um everybody seems to have a good grasp on it but maybe not you. Um don't don't sit back and not raise your hand and ask the questions because that's just going to hurt your your growth. I've never been afraid to be the one to look silly in a room. Um and you know not ask the question because that's just going to hurt myself so that's another attribute 
I think a third thing for folks that are um, growing and evolving is finding something they're very passionate about. Customer success is that for me. Um, I love that it hits operation side of my brain, the analytics side, and also the people side. So if you're still kind of fit, trying to figure out if customer success is right for you or what your career path looks like in customer success, I think first and foremost, before anything else I've said is... Make sure it's something you're passionate about because then everything else will just kind of fall into place. Great, great response. Actually, I have understood that, um, you know, being in a customer success role is not easy, right? It, it requires, like you said, three skills, operational skills, people skills, and mental character skills, you know, the toughness that you yes. bring to the table, Absolutely. right? Yeah, yeah. Great points. And, you know, just following up on the same conversation, right? Customer success involves handling very tough customers and very tough questions. In a lot of times we are dealing with our tough situations, right? Tell us your mantra or secret uh, to handling tough situations and what would you tell us? How to cope with, uh, you know, such tough people and tough scenarios? Yeah, that's a really, that's a good question. So, Years ago, I had an executive coach, um, which was an awesome experience for me. I'm very, I feel very fortunate to have had an opportunity to be able to work with someone like that. And they gave me this mantra that has stuck with me throughout the years. And I use it all the time, every day, not just in my work life, but also in my personal life. And it's to approach conflict with curiosity. So the moment I feel that there's any kind of conflict happening in a customer communication or, uh, you know, in communication in general, I try to take a step back and approach it from a curious place. So tell me more about this. What do you mean by that? Show me what you're seeing, right? So try to get to the root cause of it. Um, and I find that that has really helped with de-escalating customer issues. I think if we just tie the human side into things, you know, most, most of the conflict or, you know, frustration that comes from a customer is because things just aren't simply working or they don't understand, or we're not positioning things in a way that they can absorb it. And we have to remember everybody learns differently. Everybody absorbs information differently. So take five steps back and try to get to the why, try to get to the, the root cause um, before you jump to any conclusions. And also just do it in an empathetic way, letting the customer know, I I can tell you're frustrated. I want you to know I care and I want to help you, you know, get value out of our product or solve the problem you're trying to solve. And that tends to take it down about five notches when they know you're an advocate. Yeah, just to share my perspective, right? What I have observed is that in conflict scenarios, acting very swiftly, right? Responding with an urgency and with an intention to solve has also helped. Right, the difference that you show in terms of speed of response uh, definitely helps to de-escalate uh, some situations. Right, and and do you agree, therefore, um, that customer success is is also as much about soft skills as it is about product knowledge? And if you were to tell me which one is more important, right, having an intelligent conversation about the product and being able to explain. Uh, support is more important or bringing more of soft skills and, uh, you know, treating with empathy, conflict resolution is important. Which one do you think is, is of a higher priority according to you? 
I mean, they're both very important. Let's be clear. You can't be a great customer success manager if you don't understand the ins and outs of the product that you are supporting. Because the entire goal of customer success is to make sure your customers are achieving value in your product. And if you don't understand the ins and outs of your product, um, then you're not going to be able to do that. However, you can't be a jerk and (laughs) be able to be successful in doing that. So uh, these soft skills are crucial, crucial. So if you think about customer success, we are always talking to people. We're presenting. We have to be able to influence. We have to be able to uh, drive success through certain activities. And if you are, as I said, a jerk, you're never going to be able to move those things forward. It doesn't matter if you're the most knowledgeable person on the product in your entire company. You have to be able to tap into the soft skills, dry, you know, have empathy and understanding and be able to communicate and um, also just be able to build rapport. You want your customers to know that you're the best person on the product, but you also want them to be able to respect you and drive that relationship. I think building rapport and being able to communicate and make eye contact and, you know, laugh when things maybe don't go so well after you've resolved it, that's highly undervalued these days. And I think it's crucial. Yeah. 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 Recently, I mean, I'm not sure if you follow Adam Grant, he had uh, posted on his LinkedIn feed that, you know, the technical skills are easier to get. What is really undervalued, but what is really important for people to succeed is the soft skills, right? And you very beautifully pointed that out, that, you know, a product developer or an architect can be a jerk and still get away with it, but not somebody yeah. in customer service. Yeah, and right. no, I, I don't follow this individual, so I'll have to, I'll have to look him up. Um, because it sounds like uh, his mindset and mine align pretty yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can I can refer you to that if you, I mean I can pass you the link. Wonderful. So okay, now moving on to the industry itself, right? We spoke about skills, we spoke about people, and now on to the industry itself. Do you think customer success is something that only software as a service product companies should adopt? How do you see other platforms, uh, products and industries adopting it? Do you think they should adopt it? Or it's only for, um, you know, the SaaS uh, companies. For example, I represent a software platform, right? We are not able, we are a subscription model, but we sell licenses on an annual basis, right? So what what is your perspective on who should adopt or institutionalize a customer success organization? Well, it's funny you say that because over the last few years, I've seen customer success now expanding to various other industries and in the formal name customer success where you didn't see that before. So no, it's not just for SaaS. It's not just for software as a service, even though it, the, the name customer you know, success birthed out of a need to make sure customers were achieving value so you didn't have a leaky bucket, right? So people weren't, you know, leaving as soon as they came in. Um, So, you know, while it started there, uh, it is definitely expanding everywhere. And as a matter of fact, you know, I spent nine years at one company doing customer success, even though we didn't call it customer success. And that was for um, chemicals, plastics, and fuels industry, right? Mm-hmm. So we, I had portfolio that I managed. These were my accounts. I need to make sure that they were successful, that what they needed, they got. Um, build rapport, make sure that I knew the ins and outs of what was going on. 
And like, it wasn't software, but I will tell you that my part in that and then the part of the folks that are still doing it at the company I was at really drove the relationship, the success of that relationship and whether or not that relationship continued, right? Um, So I was doing customer success before it was even called customer success. And I think that now it's just the title is caught on like wildfire and you're seeing it everywhere. I will call out this one thing. Customer success and customer service and customer support, they're very different things. Customer service and customer support are very reactive, transactional. Customer success is more about managing your portfolio and making sure that you're taking care of the accounts that you're charged with. Now, what I am seeing is a lot of folks that do customer service, customer support, just slapping on that customer success title, your company slapping on that customer success title, that is wrong. That to me should not happen. And it it kind of boils my blood a little bit because it just dilutes what we're trying to do and what we're trying to do as an industry and awareness. Now, but if folks outside of SaaS want to legitimately have customer success, I think it's valuable. I don't see any reason not to do that. Yeah. So under your leadership, right, what generally comes under the portfolio of customer success? Uh, Can you list the key objectives that you establish when you set up a customer success team versus a support or a service team? Sure. So I have always owned under my org customer success, customer support, technical support, implementations. Now, right now, I own renewals as well. Um, sometimes training is under that bucket as well. It depends on the type of customer. There are various other things like professional services that can all sit under the customer success organization bucket. For the customer success organization, the KPIs that I tend to look at are net retention, gross renewal, NPS, and customer success qualified leads, which is your you know, maybe your upsell opportunities that you send over sales, right? Those are four things that I always look at on the customer success side. On the customer support side, I look at things like average um, time to response, customer satisfaction scores, average time to solve. It's more of like transactional, like did you reply quick enough? Did you solve it quick enough? And was the customer happy with the resolution? So it's very much... Uh, based on that interaction in that moment, and then aggregating that data just to see how the overall support team is operating. There are other things too, like I've built call centers where it's like your average handle time, your abandonment rate, um, things like that if you're managing a very high volume queue, which which I've had. Um, so it's very different. It's it, with not retention and gross renewal and all of that. That's you know very much like at a portfolio level and not transactional where yeah. customer support and customer service is more transactional. Yeah, yeah. So then uh, do you see that there is an overlap of account management and um, customer success coming in? Because I see it all the time and we tend to have you know uh, conflicts, if you will. Uh, right, because I'm bringing you a sales opportunity. I grew the account. I'm taking care of the customers. What is the need for a separate account manager in that account? And yeah. I do believe that at one point, um, you know, it should come into one. Account management should be the responsibility of customer success. What are your views on that? Uh, yeah, so if you would have asked me this five years ago, I would have given you a very different answer. And I'm kind of my... I'm, I'm evolving. <laughs> I'm growing. <laughs> um, so... 
I still am under the mindset that there is a place for both customer success and account managers to work side by side, but that's the key. They need to work side by side. Customer success managers are responsible for making sure that the customers are getting value out of everything they've already invested in, where the account managers are focused on future state and trying to understand what hasn't been invested in that could drive even more value. Um, the overlap is, is like doing account plans or holding executive business reviews. Like the customer success manager leads the review, but the account manager is present and talks about maybe the future product roadmap yeah. or you know future state. Um, the account manager, though, it's a joint ownership thing. And yes, if you don't do it well, and if you don't aren't very deliberate about it, you will have like friction. So yeah. it's very important that you draw that line. Now, what I'm not saying is that customer success should never think about future state. That's not what I'm saying because that's not true. Customer success as well. You have to have your your eyes and ears to the ground and understand um, like, okay, there's an opportunity here. Um, I'm hearing that they're talking a lot about this problem. I know we have a solution that solves this problem. And then you're letting the account manager know and looping them in. I'd like to keep customer success out of as much as possible out of the you know financial negotiations. And that's why the account management role is so important. I want customer success to be the trusted advisor. Yeah. Uh, and they're not being viewed as like, oh, they're trying to sell me something again, right? No, you want to keep customer success as that safe haven, that trusted advisor that's just trying to make sure they have whatever they need to solve yes. their problems. Okay. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. I think I should make a serious note of it. And uh, so coming to, uh, you know, so are you, uh, how religious are you about the use of tools? I mean, is does your organization use third-party tools or have you built homegrown tools? Or it's all, um, you know, driven through the native tools like Excel, et cetera, that are available. How do you manage your metrics? Yeah. So first and foremost, I want to tell folks, like, if you're just starting to build out your customer success team, the first thing you shouldn't do is run out and put a tool in. Yeah. You really need to look at what, you know, your processes and your people and the skill sets and what are you going to need? And then you plug a tool in around that. If you, you, if you build out the tool first, you might have the wrong tool, right? Because there are a lot of platforms out there now, a lot of customer success platforms out there that solve for different types of customer success. I wish they were a one size fits all proposition. And I'm sure some folks from customer success platforms right now are going to reach out to me. But right now, what I'm seeing based on the analysis I do, some do you know, larger companies really well and some do smaller companies really well. And that's okay. That's the way it is in SaaS sometimes. Yeah. There are, I think, a few that have major overlaps. Um, but I think you know, for the most part, like you need to understand what you need before you go out and just plug a tool in. Now... I am a huge proponent of having a customer success tool. I think it's important. I think if you have your processes down and you understand what you need, the tool is going to help you aggregate information, see things that you normally wouldn't see, uh, drive efficiencies. Like you can't just keep hiring people to, to plug problems. You can leverage tools to do that for you. And I'm also a believer in 
not building it internally. I've heard some folks trying to build their own internal tools to solve for this and they're leveraging multiple things. Um, Why recreate the wheel when you have a dozen or more CS platforms out there that have done that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the way you articulate it is beautiful, right? So the CS leaders at some point as their organization scale and grow are going to need tools, um, you know, to drive efficiencies. Awesome. Absolutely. Yep. So Miranda, that brings us to the end of our detail section. Now I'm going to move to the rapid fire question. Um, Right? Keep it fun. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) Yeah. So question number one, uh, is customer success and support the same? If yes, why? If not, why? No, we, we touched upon this already. Customer success is more strategic, proactive. Yes, there are reactive things in customer success, but customer support is purely transactional in general. Um, okay. Very different. Uh, it's more reactive in nature. They're, they're what I call the folks that are playing issue whack-a-mole, right? They hit <laughs> that issue down and boom, another issue pops up. And they hit that issue down and boom, another issue pops up, right? And that's what they do. They're masters of that. Okay. Very different. Okay. So there are some, uh, you know, uh, industry skeptics that say that customer success is an organization spun off by the sales uh, just to, you know, get the money going because today these days sales is a word that a lot of people hate. But CS is just a benign version of uh, sales and account management, but the end objective is the same. Your, your inputs in two lines. No. Uh, that is not the case. Customer success managers are heavily should be heavily focused on making sure that their customers are getting a return on their investment. So no, I don't think that they're just a offshoot of sales. However, what I will say is in a startup and in most companies, everyone is part of sales. It doesn't matter what you do. Yeah, yeah. You are part of sales because you need to help set that customer up for success so you can keep them and retain them and grow them. Awesome. Yeah. So another question, right? So there are a lot of women that are seen in customer success versus compared to men. I'm not talking out of statistics, but I'm talking out of trends that I see. Is there something for women in customer success? Is this actually a women uh, profession? Well, I don't know if it's a woman's profession, but stereotypically women do tend to go into like the caregiver roles. And this is a in some regards, a caregiving type role, even though I do talk about there's an operations and an analytics side, there's also that nurturing and growing and, you know, being a caregiver. Um, But here's the funny thing is, I don't know the statistics on this either, but I know probably more men in customer success than I do women, um, or it's at least close to 50-50. I'm, I might have to, you know, I might have to do like a little poll. Maybe I'll run a LinkedIn poll this week and see, are you a woman or male or <laughs> are you non-binary? You know, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't view customer success as a woman's thing. Okay. Quite frank. Okay. The, the question similar along those lines, right? The, the other skeptics say that people that are very good in program management and, uh, you know, people that are good in program managers are actually the customer success managers. Do you agree with that view? That customer success managers are just program managers? Well, I mean, there's a project management component as part of customer success, especially if you have a product that is, you know, very technical or has a heavy implementation cycle. Um, But no, I don't think customer success is just program management. I think there is a part of customer success that is. Okay. Yeah, great. And so if I want to start a career in customer success, tell me, 
three books, three courses, or free training that I should attend to get started? Oh, free trainings? Yeah. Um, so let's see, you could attend Practical CSM has a great training. Um, you could check that out. Success Hackers uh, has a really great training as well. Uh, and then I think the last one I would say, so there's, there's so much out there now that it's hard to say just one, but I know LinkedIn Learning uh, also has customer success training. You could also look up the Success League which uh, the CEO is Kristen Hare. Um, I know she has training out there, um, but there's so much now, way more than, than the ones that I've just mentioned. Okay, awesome. So leave us with a favorite uh, quote of yours, right? Like, you know, so for anybody that is aspiring to come uh, into this as a fresh uh, entrant into the customer success stream, if you were to tell them one thing that they should remember forever, what would that be? What would you say? One thing you should remember forever if you're trying to, you know, get into customer success or, you know, evolve your career, um, build a network now, not when you need it. Uh, I see a lot of folks that build their networks to find a job. Now, build your network before you need a job. Build your network before you need to, you know, leverage any of the folks in your network uh, <laughs> and give back. Make sure you're giving back to that network too. Okay, my final question to you, right? What kind of people should not come into customer success? Who do you think will fail in this profession? Uh, people who don't like people. Just that simple. You yeah. know, and while there is, like I said, there is the analytics side, there is the operation side. A big part of what we do is we talk to people, we work with people. And if you're not a people person, it's probably not the right place for you. Yeah, yeah, I I completely agree with that. That you need to like and be uh, among people to succeed in this profession. And you're meeting so many personalities. There's Absolutely. no two people are the same. Absolutely. Right? So, yeah. So thank you for um, that. I mean, that was a wonderful session. Thanks for kicking off our first um, session. Any any anything else before we wrap up? No, thank you for inviting me. And for those that are listening, if you're not already connected with me on LinkedIn, feel free to reach out and connect. Um, I always love filling my newsfeed with folks from customer success or aspiring CSM. So it was such a pleasure to chat with you today. And I'm very honored to be your first guest. Thank you so much, Miranda. And that's it for today's episode. And until I see you next time with another successful CSM executive or a practitioner, wishing you well. Co-create some ruckus and let the world know we care.